What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Meet three sisters. Now meet their brothers. Greg's the leader and the good man for the job. There's another boy by the name of Peter. The youngest one is Bob. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show new in the year of our Lord 2022. But we're not doing G.I. Joe just yet. This is knowing is half the podcast. And I am Race Decanus. Our Lord abandoned us years ago. I don't even know why you insist on bringing that in. It's a fact. Who I'm are Robert you? Clark Chan. Thank you. And we are not joined by TV's Gina Ippolito today. She is back home again. I just go off on a random ass tangents because we have a guest today. I mean, I can pretend to be Gina. I can't do a Gina accent, but. Does Gina have an accent? Now, this is the first I'm hearing about it. No, but she, I mean, she talks differently than I do. I, I think that all women don't sound the same is what I'm saying. Interesting. Now, I mean, here's the deal. Well, first off, let me introduce you before we get into what makes up a TV's Gina Ippolito impression, <laughs> which is obviously the next step we're going here. Oh, boy. Uh, you you may have seen her writing. Uh, well, in, in WWE, and then I believe we could talk about it for a moment, but the upcoming WWE uh, video game, are we allowed to say that? You're allowed to say it. I can't, I can't tell you much more about it, except That's it's coming out. Need. Pick it hey. up. I like yeah. it. This is Andrea Listenberger. Andrea, thank you for joining the show. I am excited to be here and especially to talk about this uh, this particular topic or <laughs> now, show, I should say. I'm going to go ahead and completely ditch the uh, Gina impression uh, uh, angle. And let's just instead talk about why you would possibly. <laughs> now, I didn't know this show existed. Why oh. you would pick the Brady kids, the animated 1970s Brady Bunch kids only cartoon featuring panda bears <laughs> two <laughs> two panda bears plural what and their names are ping and pong i i just want to say i got a long list of cartoons that we haven't gotten to yet uh because they tend to be very obscure so it's kind of hard uh so whenever something gets added to the list i'm always super excited and you added two to the list andrea oh i can't <sighs> believe that neither of these were all like I, I'm I'm not as deep of a cartoon nerd as you guys are. Like, I love my shit, but I don't have like a huge I'm not keeping a rolling list. And these are things that I a hundred percent remember watching when I was growing up. Uh to clarify and be very specific on TV land, I am not that old. Um <laughs> they would replay stuff on Saturday mornings and uh I love the Brady Bunch, because what kid doesn't love the Brady Bunch? So the Brady kids was my jam uh at least then we'll see say because i haven't i have not watched this content for quite a long time <laughs> what you don't just sit around watching the brady kids on loop <laughs> for um, years and years on you end you know what like as 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 much as i would like that to be part of the my personal lore uh not i i could say that i have watched more often than i might admit uh, a very brady <laughs> christmas uh, the well. made-for-TV movie where all the kids are grown up and come oh, back right? every year. Uh, but not so much one. with these Brady kids. 
Which is is that the Hawaii one or is that something else? Oh, that's some that's that's something else. Okay. Oh goodness! But it's well, glorious. For, for the if you ever want a sidebar, I could send I could send you uh, I could send you a, a link. Some <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> well, I have thoughts about this cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Brady Kids. Now, I didn't look up exactly how long this thing aired, but it's very clearly 1970s. I think from... it only did 13. Oh, thank Let God. Uh, to be fair, I mean, we did watch like the Happy Days uh, cartoon with the alien and they go on like time travel. <laughs> so like it's not that this concept of of weirdness is completely foreign to this show. You know, <laughs> you know, basically every sitcom of the 1970s at one point became an animated show for kids because nobody knew what to do with animation at that point. They and so using old cells and just oh god awful. It's, I mean, it's, it's, vis- it's visually not very impressive, <laughs> to say and the least. Story-wise, n- not, not very Dialogue-wise, not that musically. I, eh. I would argue I found the story better than the animation. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I think I side on that, that side, that side too. I think, because um, I looked some of this up yesterday when I was watching and had all the questions in the world. Mm-hmm. I believe Brady Kids actually ran for two seasons technically. Yeah. Um, although the first season was more of like a regular, regular length. And then for the second season... They were basically like, hey, kids, do you want to come back and do another season? They were all like, uh, no, thank you. Right. <laughs> they ended up convincing, I believe, about half of those the kids to come back and do it at the end of the day because uh, they you know, cited, you know, you're trying to get out of your contract. We will do X, Y and Z to you. But they actually ended up recasting the voices of oh, I think man. about half of the kids for a much shorter second season. Um, like, half of them were Lou Scheimer's kids. Like he didn't even yes, bother to. Yes, yes, battle. yes. Like, wow. Hey, hey, girl, get over here. You're, you're taking this. You're are you a now. kid? <laughs> you're now a Brady. <laughs> Wait, are you one of mine? Uh, I, you must be because you're in my kitchen. Here, read these lines. See, I'm really disappointed that it didn't work out that one of them uh, didn't get played by Brad Garrett, which seems to be <laughs> <laughs> the best way to go. <laughs> you do know that one of Brad Garrett's first roles, uh, Andrea, was uh, Hulk Hogan in Hulk, and o- Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Oh, I did not know that, but I yeah. will be Googling that after we yeah. finish this podcast recording. It is really wonderful. Uh, a wonderful show. And so, yeah. And so the, the concept, if I can, and I can't, I don't know if what we saw in this episode is normal Brady kids, quote unquote, <sighs> ish, but, but I did I mean, learn some things about this episode. Um, yeah. I mean, I looked, I looked at all the uh, uh, synopses and, you know, obviously I'm going to go for the weirdest one, but the rest of them were not did. that far out there. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I don't know if they all involve time travel like the Happy Days one did. And apparently that's just our go to bag. And we did because we just did the time travel Hulk Hogan episode as well. Apparently, if Chan has an option to do time travel, he's just going to take it. That is that is 100 percent a fact. Welcome back to the time travel travel cartoon. Uh, Yeah, we got to go back to the future. (laughs) Marty. Got to go time. Yeah, so Brady Kids, it's it's all six of the Brady Kids, as you know, the Brady Bunch television show. For you kids at home who might not know the Brady Bunch television show, it was the story of uh, a guy who had three sons and a lady who had three daughters, and both of their uh, significant others died because <laughs> that's how it worked back in the 70s. You couldn't divorce. They had to have some sort of rodeo accident or something. <laughs> and so those two fell in love, and all uh, the families merged 
uh, and then they added Alice the maid on top of it, so that because you can't just do eight, that's weird. You got to have the full nine, so you can have the boxes of the Hollywood squares, so they could all look at each other in the intro. And that's the Brady Bunch, one of the most popular television shows of all time, that's and one of the most popular TV openings of all time. Maybe, maybe you know, Iconic. definitely top five, maybe number one. To be honest with you, one of the most famous theme songs in TV land history. Very fair to say. So this not as popular <laughs> near as I could tell. It's all six of the Brady kids voicing themselves in very cheaply drawn animated versions of, of themselves. Also, they have uh, two panda bears and a dog and a bird with a wizard uh, Mickey Mouse from Fantasia wizard cap, who is apparently made of magic and can speak English. Um, am I missing anything or is that <laughs> the world I, we've decided? I, 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 I knew that there were going to be pandas and I was like, and uh, spoiler, they're way worse than I possibly thought they could have they been. Are, I'll get into um, it. There was a, uh, it's, yeah, <laughs> there's a dog and like you're doubling up. You, you only need one cute animal, uh, yeah. but then they Felt tripled like up with a friggin' magical bird. Yeah. I don't even know like what they were thinking. Like they already have six friggin' television stars on this thing. <laughs> they were Why thinking that we... these kids aren't very interesting. That's what they were thinking. <laughs> yeah. What could, what can we do with them on this animated show that we can't do with them in, you know, the hit series, the Brady bunch. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess we could do time travel. Oh, I guess we can like, uh, yeah, they, they get it. They get into pretty extreme situations every week based on the synopsis. This is season um, seven shit. Like I, I get if you're like, like, oh, yeah, we're going to make 150 episodes all at once. They made 17 and then they made five more and they have so much plot available for for this. Mm-mm. Like, I, I appreciate a show that's willing to go for it. I think that's what I really that's what I learned about this show is it was not afraid. Some shows are afraid. This show not afraid to be weird. Well, they um, have like yeah, they have like seven weird things. Like obviously like in the concept initially. But then in this episode specifically, you you talk about a hat on a hat. This is like a hat on a sombrero on a top hat underneath like I don't I don't know, a hat Three bowlers. Three bowlers. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, so the, the also the intro for this is for whatever reason, it's like a minute and a half long and most of it's not animated. So the first minute goes by and I'm literally my first note is, is this actually an animated program? Did I get <laughs> sold a bill of goods? Because it's just the live action people singing in the Hollywood squares boxes like I would assume that they would. And, and then all of a sudden it cuts to, yes, not only are they animated, we're putting two pandas in here <laughs> and well, a dog and a bird. If If you have. The most iconic theme song in TV show history. You got to start with that. Yeah, Although I, mean, I yeah. will say, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but the lyrics are something like, there were three sisters, and you see the Brady girls, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they were like, and then there were three brothers, and then they proceed to like introduce the three Brady boys by name mm-hmm. and describe them. Meanwhile, the the sisters are just like here they are, they're sisters, and then oh, the, no. the the boy kids get individual name introductions. If I'm not Did mistaken, not. Oh, uh, no, no. Okay. I was raised in the '90s in a very sexist <laughs> world. Did not notice that. No, I was paying attention to that because uh, when they started out, like uh, Greg is the leader, and I was like, that's a little weird, but okay. Then they go like, there's another boy whose name is Peter, and the youngest one is Bob, uh, with Austin. 
I don't think they ever referred to him as Bob in the whole history yeah, of when Brady Bunch. Bob? I think uh, it rhymes. I think it rhymes. <laughs> these uh, these theme theme song writers not as good as the original theme song writers. <laughs> oh no, by now by no means. Uh, but then they do the sisters, and they say that because uh, uh, they're like uh, the first sister is quite pretty. I'm like, oh god, here we go. No oh boy, uh, Marsh is the pretty one. Uh, Jen has sparkling blue eyes, um, and then uh, the middle one is no, a Jen complete is troll one. who lives under a bridge. <laughs> She's really groovy. And then there's the sister Cindy too. So yeah, the, is she groovy though? Like she really seems very aggressive towards others about this whole smarts versus working out thing. That really kind of rubbed me uh, the wrong. Way. She has <laughs> she has Lennon esque glasses, and I think that that's as far as they got in terms of you know uh, what? personality. That's character though. That's a character piece. <laughs> yeah, in, in, I'll give it to him. <laughs> An old um, Shimer cartoons they are. This is crazy. Yeah, the theme song is aggressively long uh, to the point where I wasn't sure what was happening anymore. Like when I tune out of a theme song, tune back in, have a second chance to tune out. That's what I know. It's too long. <laughs> um, so the, the episode starts. So this is wild to me. I, like, honestly, like this twi- was a twist, even though it was written next to the thing. I don't read. Uh, so the twist completely caught me by surprise. <laughs> um, and, and I figured it out before it happened. Thank God, because I would have felt extra dumb. But the, the kids are at home watching TV. Great. Uh, on we have a to bench. Talk about, on a, a wooden bench with slats on it. Oh, oh because that's not how you watch TV at your home? It's too small for all of them. I get yeah. you've got like 100 kids. So let's make a like a whole row of benches, like pews or something. So everybody can sit down. There's people sitting on the goddamn floor. You know, I got big vibes of a uh, Bret Hart and the Hart uh, kids all uh, 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 getting dungeon. toured around in a, in a limousine. <laughs> in a dungeon, you sit on a, a limo. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because there were so many kids, you couldn't just, they were like, they wouldn't all fit in the vehicles of that era. So they just, bought, his dad just bought a limousine. And so they would drive to school in a limo just because you had to fit like nine kids in there. <laughs> like, it's just cost effective at that point. That is, um, that is a, uh, uh heart information i can use yes that is some hard hitting heart information heart 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 hitting thank you (laughs) i don't know i'm glad you found it because i'm (laughs) mad at myself for it was right there but yeah i'm a big fan of brett the hitman heart and if you need any more heart stew stew hearts dungeon trivia i'm right here for you (laughs) Um, but they're talking about euclid the famed greek mathematician and uh, apparently there's got to be a paper written about it um for something i don't know so the two uh, it's, it's everyone they're in a tree house by the way it's is a it is a tree house much three times the size of my actual house that i live in here in los angeles oh was that uh, in a tree house that's why they're on wooden benches is because oh. you can't put posh oh. furniture up there that makes marginally more sense but the tree house is not even kidding the tree house is like five full homes of size <laughs> all up in this tree they cut to it right at the start and it's easy to miss um, but it's it's ridiculous. They put a town up inside this tree. Uh, as we just bought a condo, and uh, the square footage of this thing, uh, in in today's dollars, uh, would be roughly four point five million. It would cost four point five million dollars to purchase that home in Los yes. Angeles today. That is correct. It isn't a tree, so maybe you pay extra. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that, like, I think that's an additional cost. That's a view, is what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I can't believe the they're living in LA though, because during an earthquake, inside a tree is not exactly where you want to be. I mean, this is before Northridge. They didn't know. They didn't know that. They probably that had a basement. Destroyed. 
in oh their treehouse. In their treehouse. <laughs> it's, it's full a, of squirrel it's unfinished, nuts, though. But, you know, you do what Slackers. you do. I love it. Um, okay, so we're talking about Euclid, and we learned that the, the two older uh, sisters of the Brady family, they are at university, and one is is working out with the track team, and the <laughs> other one is at the library learning about Euclid for a paper. That is the setup. That is the premise that we have been given. <laughs> And I have a lot of thoughts as we cut to both of them. And so <laughs> the, the smart one, I, I don't know any of their names. I know there's Jan, Jan and Marsha. Jan. Jan's a smart one. Great. Jan's so, the one in the library with our person okay. of no, no import. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Jan is there talking to this lady named Miss Prince. <laughs> <laughs> and she's the librarian and i love it because she's at the she's at the front desk of the librarian the librarian's just like hey uh what do you need to know about she's like i need to know about euclid and with like it's like a no look she just reaches behind her and says i got a book on euclid right here <laughs> like hey, that's she's just an what effective she, librarian yeah it's it's just don't you know shade what? her skills no we get that... so many euclid requests i just keep it here in the easy reach area any me. librarian would be able to do that for you because they're all amazing well, you know and, and she fair. knows too that like Euclid is what the kids are talking about on the streets these days. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. Euclid, Euclid's the hot topics for coming in the library mm-hmm. and for making an episode of children's television about. So yep, she's got those them. books ready at arm's length. <laughs> you know, it's like the summer reading list. Like they they know ahead of time, so they're just they're ready to pop it out for you. Um, well, and then and then the show and then and then we start getting weird. We're about thirty seconds in; it's already getting weird. We're not. No, no, you skipped over the uh, uh, already yeah. parts. Weird, like the fact that uh, Greg is wearing a Han Solo vest. Okay, I was going to bring up the Han Solo outfit later, but thank you for bringing it up now. It needs to be referenced. Why is he dressed like Han Solo? Was this even before Star Wars came out? What year did this come out? It had to have been. It was uh, 1972. This is is five years before Star Wars, so we have to assume George Lucas saw this, based the character of Han Solo on Greg Brady. Well, clearly he's the leader. Leaders wear white shirts with black vests. And bell bottoms. Yes. Also, Everybody's got uh, bell bottoms. Bob is Chewbacca. Chewbabka. 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 I'm going to do it. So the radio, the radio dis- uh, is on at the library because obviously you blast a radio when you're at the library in the 1970s. That's mm-hmm, that's how mm-hmm. disco works. Um, and the radio says there was a, a boat that was like crashing outside town or something. They and interrupt the broadcast to say go. that there's a small boat. There's a small craft uh, like in trouble. And that's it. They interrupt the broadcast to let us know that there's a fishing boat that's in trouble. <laughs> it's, it's essentially it's broadcast, broadcast. Something's going on and <laughs> transmission, and which is how it, I remember the news from when I was growing up. So. And now back to nothing. Back to, back to dead air. <laughs> is she listening to the emergency alert system? Is that what she's tuned to? The, they're still interrupting a thing that is not interruptible because it doesn't exist. It was real weird. And then all of a sudden the librarian turns and she says, oh, I got somewhere else I have to be right now. And I'm like, oh, fuck, is she a superhero? And then immediately I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Her last name is Prince. Jesus Christ. She's clearly a superhero. Did they? And I just wrote here. Are they really bringing Wonder Woman onto this Brady Kids episode? Are Did you- they? Did they? <laughs> tell the tell everyone, yes. Ray. The answer is Yes. Hold Wonder on. Woman immediately appears on the show. Okay, so you didn't read the synopsis. You didn't know what was going on. Your first no. thought wasn't, that bitch is blowing her off. 
Like straight up, like, oh, I'm sorry, I have somewhere to be. I cannot help you with their homework. Uh, no, immediately girl. following a, a broadcast about someone in trouble that interrupted literally nothing. That's superhero shit in the 1970s. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you know what's 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 the most wild about this? And I I knew this because I also did not read the synopsis before I started watching. <laughs> but then I went back and I looked at the synopsis when I was like. Because because oh, the, the title of this episode is It's All Greek to Me, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, we're going to like, it, it was clear through the title and the kind of the logline that we are going, spoiler alert, back in time to ancient mm, Greece. Got to go back in time. And so my brain goes, oh, no, I'm watching the wrong episode. <laughs> An episode in which there is time travel would not also incorporate <laughs> Wonder Woman. That's too many things going on. I've clicked the wrong link. Oh. First of all, how wrong was I? Yeah, you um, did not give this show enough credit to start. <laughs> however, what was fascinating to me going back and looking at it, this, according to the internet, which is never wrong, mm-hmm. is the first animated appearance of Wonder Woman. Yes, it is. The yeah, first that's in my notes. animated appearance. Yeah. Of Wonder Woman is happened here. on the Brady Kids episode. <laughs> it's all Greek to me. You know, you don't want to you don't want to bury the lead. You want to actually put Wonder Woman front and center where people are going to see her. This is I mean, I get well, here's the thing. Super Friends came out the very next year. Um, but, It'll never be first, though. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. Like there was definitely animated Superman. I'm pretty sure there was animated Batman, right? before this oh uh, man i'd have to look but i mean this is this would be right after the adam west stuff uh came out so it might not uh, i know the, animated superman goes back to the black and white era of like the 1940s so i'm not even stressing about that that definitely existed but an animated batman i don't know if it existed outside uh because uh, again adam west was um the 19 late 1960s with the the movie dropping in sixty nine, I believe. Apparently, there was an animated Batman movie in nineteen sixty eight. Ah, okay. Well, then there you go. Uh, uh, I don't, now I need it, to see it. It just seems uh, insane that it would have been this recently, even though this is a billion years ago already. That mm-hmm. uh, we're already uh, talking fifty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but still, oh, like, God. like this Ooh. company apparently had the rights to one, the Brady Kids, mm-hmm. and two, Wonder Woman. And they were and, like, we have X amount of money. Mm-hmm. We have this time slot. <laughs> what should we put our resources towards? A Wonder Woman cartoon or a Brady Kids cartoon? And they all sat around and they said, got to be those Brady Kids. <laughs> <laughs> to my earlier point, though, for as invested in the Brady Kids as they clearly are, they clearly do not trust them to stand on their own and do anything of interest. Because not only do we have three types of animals, time travel and Wonder Woman oh, yeah. put into oh, the yeah. same episode with the Brady Kids. There are almost more plots than Brady Kids. No, y'all know because you've you we've all done those improv scenes. We've been forced into those improv scenes where there's yeah, someone who's like, "This isn't funny enough. Let's add one more thing and just <laughs> keep going until the lights go out." And and let me talk about uh, was it, is it Marsha the athlete? Is that right or is that Jan? Uh, the athlete is Marsha. You can tell that she's an athlete by the way that she stays in her belt bottom jeans to run. <laughs> Thank you for saying it. Yes, that was my first thing. She's running track with the team. I mean, that's one, flex, the team right? is not present at any point. It's just her running around the track by herself. Also, Two, she's not in college. So she is just running around a college track. 
But the point of her being at the college track was it's specifically laid out in the early scene. She's there to work out with the college team who is not present, which means she was lying. <laughs> Dude, she, she or did they all ghosted too? her. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Dude, the librarian ditches on this Jan. One? The mm. track team ditches Marsha. Okay, wait, 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 wait. She's wearing her normal around the house gear. There's no track athletic <laughs> gear being worn at all. And also, I will say, animation aside, her running form is terrible. It is not, it's not up to speed, even for 1972's athletic competition. She's got erect posture. That's, that's, you got to protect your back. That makes she sense. Swings her hands side to side, but holding them at like shoulder level. It's not, it's not a good form at all. <laughs> It's not good. I'm not going to say my form in running is very good. I yeah, at least know yeah. what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Well, she doesn't need to be good at anything because she's the pretty one. That's a great point. Fair point. Mm. <laughs> so we cut to Wonder Woman because, <laughs> I mean, not something I thought we were going to be saying when I first started <laughs> watching this cartoon. We cut to Wonder Woman saving the boat. And she does it in like five seconds. Oh, also, uh, when she says this is a job for Wonder Woman and like blazes off, the laugh track goes off. Oh, what the f- what? They were as surprised as I was. What's a surprise <laughs> laugh track? Laugh. What? <laughs> like it makes sense in the 50 years uh, since when we're like, that is hilarious because it's such bullshit. But back then, like this is the first Wonder Woman. What the hell? You know, you know what we like about our female superheroes debuts? Laughing at them. <laughs> That's going to sell tickets. Um, okay. And the one thing I want to bring out for the animation style, like it's generally cheap. It's I mean, it's early 70s. You're only going to get so much out of it. We don't have these massive animation houses for TV like we have these days. Um, but the use of close up shots of people's faces from the profile with no nothing behind them over and over and over again started really rubbing me the wrong way it was aggressive and bad uh how about the takes to camera like it takes the camera i mean look it's a cartoon show i expect ever i expect because they're doing it for my pleasure i expect them to turn and talk to me at any given time <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the line that I noted it on was like, uh, um, like uh, Jan was like saying, like, uh, it's more important to develop your brain than your body. Then she looks at the camera like, does she have some sort of psychic abilities because she's uh, working her mind so much that she can sense the fourth wall? <laughs> she's just staring weird. at you. She's like, this is what this is what you need to appreciate. And this is where we get the through line of the episode brain versus brawn. That's what we're actually here to do. Not any of this other nine different things that are happening in this episode. It's about arguing between Jan and Marsha, which is more important to be smart or to be athletic. And Wonder Woman of all people has to be the final arbiter. She's got that lasso of truth, which I'm sure we'll see and won't you know, hide at all. During this episode, yeah. when you got a power like that, you would you would want to put that front and center. Uh-huh. Oh, so at this point, at this point, the magic bird accidentally zaps everyone back to ancient Greece. Like you do zaps all the animals, uh, even those, you know, I don't think they would even be there, but they're there. Uh, all six Brady kids and Wonder Woman slash Diana, but they don't know her secret identity. And for whatever reason, she needs to keep the secret identity through this episode's through line. So we have lots and lots and lots of plots happening simultaneously. 
I feel like my favorite part about that moment when they got zapped back was that there's this moment we we start doing this thing where we hear Wonder Woman Diana Prince's interior (laughs) monologue. Yes, we do. (laughs) This is we we this comes back a couple times. (laughs) So get this: a magical bird has just transported them all to ancient Greece. Yes, because the Brady kids own the bird. They're like, fine, whatever. We're in Greece. It's no big deal. However, Diana Prince, you hear her interior monologue, which is something like. Oh no! Best keep it a best, best keep it a secret that I know that we're here in ancient Greece and that and be surprised about it, because apparently in this universe, like Wonder Woman, again a superhero, sure, but like time travels old hat. So she's mm-hmm. like, in order to maintain that I am Diana Prince and not in fact Wonder Woman, I have to exhibit surprise about this these events, which yeah. she then does by walking around doing things where like. Oh no, where are we? <laughs> are we in ancient Greece? How strange. Uh, oh, I, yeah, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I got a lot here. The bird must have magic powers. As Diana Prince, I better continue to act surprised about being here in ancient Greece until I have a chance to become Wonder Woman. I don't understand. This defies all logic. Eyes all lot. And to your point, Chan, they sprinkled some laugh track in the middle of all that where there were no jokes. Nope. Nope. Uh, this is why the laugh track is the death of us all. It, it was it was their scintillating performances. They really sold that they were uh, surprised that they were in ancient Greece. And I, I, would say, I knew that they were surprised because they said that they were surprised out loud. Yes. They, you don't know if they don't say it. You know, mm-hmm. that's how actors work. You must say your emotion. Mm-hmm. They did a great job. Um, and I would say they're handling it remarkably well. <laughs> right? <laughs> we could be just stuck be- here. Time travel's real. The bird time traveled us. Yeah. Cool. All cool. Uh, we're here with our with our uh, uh, hot librarian friend. <laughs> I will say like, if if they just good. if she just played it like all librarians time travel on a regular basis, you know uh, what? and that's why she's playing it cool, I would have been so into it. I they mean, you were into it anyway, Chan. Don't no. lie to me. They did not. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Marsha, what happened? Peter hit me in the nose with a football. I can't go to the dance like this. Well, I'm sure it was an accident, sweetheart. An eye for an eye. That's what Dad always says. I never said that, honey. Shut up! Time to teach Peter a lesson. Marsha, eat a Snickers. Why? You get a little hostile when you're hungry. Better? Better. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Jan, this isn't about you. (laughs) It never is! Back to G.I. Joe. <laughs> now, we meet uh, Euclid uh, immediately, and he's just a huge dork. Um, not that I was expecting him to be the Fonz, but like all he wants to do is say say math things that he knows. Yeah. It's sort of just like uh, sample made up dialogue, but it would just be like uh, uh, Wonder Woman would say, you know, I'm one to think something. And he'd be like, one, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> I'd be like, OK, dude, I get it. You're a math guy. This is this is the equivalent. 
in uh, in high school uh, theater when you would see a production where you'd have one overweight cast member and the director would think it's important that they be eating something in every single scene of the entire show, lest you forget for a brief moment that they are overweight. Same set of choices, still infuriating to me, a theater goer. (laughs) It's important important stuff here. Um, My favorite part about Euclid is... The fact that uh, I believe it's Cindy or someone, no, maybe it was Jan who's like, oh, that must be Euclid. I recognize him from his pictures. <laughs> that, was, that was such, that was a killer line because we all remember the photography of ancient Greece being some of the most pristine in the entire world. There is, in fact, a statue of Euclid in the uh, university uh, park, I guess. But and like, for the record, spot on, spot on depiction to, to nail it out of a an entire, uh, I guess, all of Athens. That's Athens, right? Is that where the first Olympics happened? Sure, I sure. <laughs> I mean, this will be on the internet, right? This podcast. Therefore, <laughs> if that you say that now, it is and are now, on the internet. It's correct. It is now true. Uh, yeah, here's one of here's one of those because like the first time we see Euclid, he's like, I'm. Uh, calculating the number of people that are in, you know, this crowd. Uh, so weird. And there was an attempt at a joke, which is like, how did you determine how many people? He said, I counted all the legs, then divided by two. I didn't hate that. In in a better piece, this wouldn't have, this would have, I would have laughed. Uh, but then, the right like, joke. then he starts, uh, yeah, just start saying random stuff. Anytime anybody says even something like a number. Me too. Me too. Point four six seven three. Like why? What? Why, dude? Me two point five four six seven three. Mm. I mean, <laughs> I don't like that character choice. I'll go ahead and put it out there. I did not care for that. <laughs> I just uh, and also we meet another character, an athlete named uh, Chiconis. Now, uh, guys, back me up here. Uh, Chiconis is the voice of Snagglepuss. But if Snagglepuss was doing a John Wayne accent, did yeah, I did I get this weird. correct? Ah. I, Let's I hear ass- it. Perhaps you strangers would care to challenge me in the games tomorrow. Yeah, Snagglepuss is John Wayne. That's it took me a while, weird. but I got it. I assume that there is a character in the normal run of the show whose name is Chuck, and so this is like a, a ancient Greek version of that character. It makes because they make reference to this guy's just like this guy we know who has not appeared in this episode. Yeah, but you've right. watched every episode, so you know and you love Chuck, and you're so excited to see him in ancient Greece. Yes, I mean you say that like you weren't someone who watched every episode. Fair point. Fair no, point. I like. I will say, to be perfectly clear, as silly as this episode is, the entire time I was watching, it was like, shit, yeah. <laughs> like, I would love this stuff. Like, I, I could, like if, if I was seven and I was watching this episode, guys, I was all in. Like, <laughs> I'm into it. Yep, no, I'm into it. Now, look, wrong now the one thing I, I said before, they, they seem to be handling it extremely well, being all of a sudden transported to ancient Greece on a whim and just fitting it immediately. I think one of the reasons they're able to fit in so well is that one, everybody speaks English and mm-hmm. everything's written in English, including awesome. hotel mm-hmm. Athens and chariot parking. So really <laughs> it's no different than the world they know from 1972. Really? Yeah. And, and you know, let's not forget to your point. Like it's not only time travel. They've, 
they've traveled across the the globe as well. That's a good point. Like day is night, normally night is time day. travel is just takes you back to the same spot. You know, that's why, you know, you crash into the barn that used to be the lack of barn there or, um, or something like that. But it's got to be careful. Uh, this this bird to... is really magically adept. I don't, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, he's the uh, um, the Merlin of Orcos. <laughs> I was about to make an Orco comparison and you beat me to it and you are 100% correct more so than I was about to be so I'm glad you did it first uh, we find out that they got a train because apparently and I don't know exactly how this works but nobody in Greece wants to uh, challenge Chaconis, uh in this uh, uh, athletic competition so the Brady's who just showed up and nobody knows who they are uh, immediately like say, I will challenge you because you're a misogynist and I will show you that women can get stuff done. At which point Wonder Woman, the likely person who obviously should have been the one to challenge him in the first place, given the premise and setup of what we're doing here. She says, well, I will have to train the Brady kids to beat this professional athlete who's huge and muscular and also trains all the time. I have two hours. <laughs> This is also, though, it's not just any competition. Like, if we've forgotten perhaps the seventh hat on our hat pile, <laughs> oh, yes. we're talking the Olympic Games. You're right. It is, it is. This is for the Olympics where no one is competing. So I, I don't know <laughs> how that works. Everybody knows it's the Olympics. The stands are full. <laughs> but no, but nobody but this one guy apparently are, are willing to make it happen. No, no. And then we see, I just wrote down here, this is some unfunny animal shit. I don't remember what happened. I just remember it wasn't very funny. Uh, There was a a bit in here where they were like doing the training and the three, the two pandas and the dog were like, sort of like looking at each other. Oh, and, and uh, uh, one woman says, touch your toes. And they all reach down to touch their toes and bonk their heads and then fall over. So I was like, well, that's not funny. Uh, but did it get the, a laugh track? Because you could oh, be I was wrong. About to say, you know I what? Laugh track was into it. I'm going to play this, and we're going to find out, and we can also talk about. <laughs> oh boy! Okay, yes, there is a laugh track, and the sound that those pandas are making is a cartoonish pigeon Chinese. Yes, which, it is. Which and also. The, and Which the laugh, the laugh got, isn't for the physical comedy. It's for the, the pigeon Chinese. Yes. The laugh track thinks that's hilarious. Welcome to <laughs> 1972. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wrote here. Actually, I wrote uh, the next scene where they were doing more of this. And I just wrote, these pandas are racist. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> to to uh, be fair, I feel like the moment that the pandas showed up in the opening credits we knew they were going to be racist, which I, doesn't were, obviously does not make it fine. I I knew it. I was honestly expecting uh, the as soon as they came in. Oh boy! I, I was not <laughs> expecting that uh, that gibberish. And the first time they actually do that, which is in the first scene where they're all watching TV, my notes in all caps say, "What the fuck is this panda shit?" And every single time after they talk is like. Uh, those fucking pandas uh pandas exclamation point um there's those pandas again pretty much every time it's just uh thinly veiled rage in all caps in my notes yes 
<laughs> look, I'm not yeah. like I will just point out the fact that these pandas are racist. I do not feel like expounding upon it. Or I do not feel like I am allowed to. <laughs> Uh, for sure. Now, we, now, Wonder Woman now shows up here and immediately they're like, she says, well, I have to be the one to compete. And I'm like, well, yeah, that should have been the premise of the first place. And then the other Brady kids are like, hey, Wonder Woman, you should compete. And she's like, yes. So they essentially pimper in doing it. And I'm like, that's fine. Why? Why the pretense? OK, at this point, Marlon the bird figures out what happened. He says, I must have cast a spell without knowing it. That is some that is some hardcore magic and not somebody I would want to be friends with. Who does he, who, who, who else would have done it? How does it take him? <laughs> just He's just like, I'm just a bird. Sometimes I'm here. Sometimes I'm there. Sometimes I'm then. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> I do that. I will say like, if I, if I had to say something positive about the show there, I do like the premise of a, uh, a crazy magical bird who has absolutely no control over their crazy magic. Yeah. I'm, here's the deal. I'm completely fine with that as a premise. Then why do we need a dog and two pandas? <laughs> exactly. It, it, that should have that just been the show. You don't even need the Brady kids. Put some other kids in there. Put put Wonder Woman in there for all I care. But. I think we, we can all look to the model of restraint that is the Fonz uh, animated series. Somehow. There was just one cartoon animal who time traveled. Oh, but there was also the lady from the future. There was the alien lady. I forgot about that. Yeah, they so okay. they, they they went part way. But you're I, right. But compared to this, that is that is editing. <laughs> um, real weird. So and this, so we're already here. We're, we we've got our premise. We finally got to our setup. <laughs> and and out of nowhere, Chaconis is like, it's not enough that I'm the greatest athlete in all of Greece. I'm going to win the Olympic Games. I am terrified of Jan and Marsha Brady competing with me in these events that I've trained for my entire life. I'd better cheat. Um, Why? 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 Why not just beat them? I don't understand why. It's not just the cheating, but like he he takes olive oil to uh, uh, slick to oil slick behind them. uh, And then the noise he makes as he's doing it. What is that? What is that? Chan, we all know what it is, and I don't want to say it. (laughs) While he's running, how is that possible? How's he? He's he's a professional athlete. He can multitask. (laughs) Thank you. Chan, I don't know if you've seen professional wrestling. These are very talented athletes who can do all manner of crazy things. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, uh, honestly, I, I feel like Chakotas was the first sports entertainer. You know I will what? buy that. Yeah, I like that. Dude had a great look, no question. No, dude, he he clearly had the he had the show muscles. Uh, mm-hmm. He was athletic. The other thing is, he was so far ahead of them in the race. Why sabotage mm-hmm. them? I don't understand the premise. Like none of them are going to be able to do the things he can do, and in order to sabotage them, he had to be ahead of them anyway. Yes. It just, this was the, like, somehow this is the point that lost me in the plot. <laughs> Everything else up to this point, I was completely fine with. <laughs> Chacon is cheating. Come on, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, because he oils the track. 
Um, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. no other competitors. I wrote that down. Uh, the pole vault. He grabs some rope and he raises the bar as they're trying to do the pole vault. Uh, does the discus throw. He has a rope attached to the discus that literally nobody notices. <laughs> so he goes to throw the discus and he just like yanks the rope so it goes like one foot. And then they do the hurdles and he just does the oil bit again because he only has apparently two bits. Damn. Yeah, I thought that was... <laughs> <laughs> I feel silly giving this note, but I thought that was lazy. <laughs> it was lazy writing. That was lazy writing. Uh, You're like, be- oh, we're going to have three things, but two of the three things are going to be the same thing. <laughs> I mean, he he is uh, the brawn in this brains versus brawn debate. So like he's got an excuse at least. I, I guess I, it was just really just weird choices to be. And then they decided to go to the final events, the marathon, which, you as know, after weird, running a bunch on. of other events, as you just do a marathon. The wooden Trojan panda. Oh, excuse me. Um, I didn't even understand. Like, okay. At this point, I was so far into it where I was like, I could rewind by a couple seconds and see how this comes about because I apparently looked away for a hot second. <laughs> But I did okay. not do that. So could you can you remind us how that even happens? Like, where does this come from? The Can't pandas, yes. ping and pong, you know, uh, find the Trojan horse, which is just hanging around there. I as guess. it does, as it does. And they uh, turn it, in, they take it away and they turn it into a panda for reasons because that's oh, what they're you do. crafts pandas. And and Diana Prince has to go and fix that. So she that's why she's not competing cuz she has to go re- return the panda to its original horse shape. And that and is, I don't even think it was the original horse shape. It was just a horse shape to it keep was the timeline secure. Horse. Uh n- and that is just so much. It is so much. It's a lot. I also I lot. remember this now. This was the part in the show where they started focusing on not changing history, right? Mm-hmm. Which Suddenly became important. a major a major theme after they previously decided to enter the Brady kids into this contest to change history. Mm-hmm. Yes. They didn't even change their names to like Bradyonicus or anything, <laughs> which would have been a good bit. Oh, that would have been a great bit. <sighs> you see, so missed opportunities, opportunities in the Brady kids show from 1972. Let's, I need a time machine so I can go back and tell them. <laughs> I think we could punch this up. I think we, I, you know, you strip out oh, a couple man. hats. Definitely yeah. get rid of racist pandas. No, you, we can't you change history. You put in history. a couple jokes. <laughs> can't change history. That's a good point, Jan. This needs to stay intact, goddammit, or at least close to it. Future generations will want to know. <laughs> Wait, what if this is like, you know, Wonder Woman made the horse that wasn't really a horse, but was close enough to at least. What if what if this is the result of time travelers putting something back sort of the way they remember it? Oh god! <laughs> now they're gonna come back in the future, and everybody's gonna be Nazis. Fucking Ray oh, Bradbury, man. man. Well, Chan, I got bad news. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh shit! No. Oh, no. Confronted with our oh, own dumb reality. Oh. No. <laughs> now they run the marathon, which is just amazing to me. They think, oh, we're gonna run twenty six miles, and I went, no, goddamn it, it's twenty six point two. You asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Made me very angry. But then, so, uh, 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 what's his name? Testosticles. Oh, Chaconis. He <laughs> may as well have been. He, he he changes the root signs, so they run the wrong way. And then Wonder Woman changes his root signs, so he runs the wrong way. So everybody gets disqualified. So what was even the point of this? Okay, here we are. And so everybody's DQ'd. They can't compete in the games. 
And the crowd starts chanting, we want the strangers. And I guess they want the strangers because they're the only other people in this Olympic Games. <laughs> and they came to see something. They were like, we've been so enchanted by their tomfoolery. We've fallen in love with them just like America has in the present day. Give us the thing that we want. The only thing they've seen them do is this athletic competition, which, if we remember correctly, involves not finishing multiple races, throwing a discus one foot, and missing the bar in the pole vault. Why Why have they struck a chord with this crowd so deeply? Very low standards. I will say, if, if I had to be self-reflexive about this uh, for a little bit, it feels like... It feels as though the writers of this Brady Bunch Kids episode put into the, this crowd the common feeling of uh, of television executives about the Brady kids in general. Because, like, not only at this point, like, was there the Brady kids show? Like, they were putting these fucking kids everywhere, doing everything yeah. from like promotions to. TV shows to specials to albums and stuff. They're like, eh, I guess it'll work. So I don't know. It might not be that far off to think that these random Greek audience members would want these kids for no reason. Yeah, I can see that. I'm a big fan of all of the above. But instead, they say, you can't compete. You'll change history because to what you said, Andrea, now they suddenly care. Um, and so they say, you know what we should do instead? Sing a song. Yeah, yeah, they should. We put on a show because somehow we've also transported all of our instruments here. Our as well. electrically powered instruments. That's right. So, so now we get a get... music video and Chan. Anytime there's music on one of these episodes, I gotta hear a little piece of that song. I'm just thinking the people of ancient Greece with these electric guitars and kit, they must have had their minds blown by this. And not a single one of them wrote about it. Now, nobody. They said, we got to keep this to ourselves. Yeah, I think the line was something like, well, we can't upset history, but you know what won't change the course of history? Playing this song. <laughs> Playing this song because it's so forgettable. Yep. I really hope you guys were also shimmying your shoulders during that replay because it's a catchy, it's a catchy little tune. I'm going to tell you I'm what. I did not hate this song. It was oh not goodness. a good song, but it was you know, it was a pop song of the time. It was, it was yep. fine. The first I mean, course, first course. Look, yeah. I will say right now, I dance on every time we play music. That's why I asked Chan to do it. That's also why I'm glad we do this remotely. Because <laughs> I don't need anybody seeing that. <laughs> I'm just saying, there have been some real shit songs. And this one, not one of them. Man, kid songs. Just go back to that. Uh <laughs> Uh, also, weirdly, there's two bass guitars in this band. This is like a Ned's Atomic Dustbin situation. I did Ooh. not know that. Didn't even uh, notice. Mm. Weird. Well, you got six. You got six people in the band. Eventually, look. <laughs> not uh, everybody's going to be not a bass player. That's all I'm trying to mean, You should have two guitars. You have that many. That means that the animators were so goddamn lazy. They were like, I can't be bothered to animate two extra strings and two tuning knobs. No, they're both getting basses. That's too much. How much do you Wait, think I care about this? Who do you remember, Chan? Which two had the um? It was had Cindy the basses, and it was uh, what's what's middle boy Peter? Cindy Peter, and, yeah. I would like to imagine that Peter can, in fact, not play the bass guitar, and they were just like, Ooh. just hold this, <laughs> be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. If you're, I mean, gen normally you give them a triangle if they really can't handle their shit. 
but um i guess this is the you know the 70s and everybody gotta pretend like they're doing something so (laughs) interesting well they they go back to euclid and they say euclid you got to get us home because euclid you know famed time traveler knows all about it He's got the answer, though, somehow. He says, go to the Hall of Magic, which, okay, hold on. <laughs> you know, the Hall of Magic. What? The hold Hall on of Magic. What? The Hall you know, of Magic. That place we all time travel from ancient Greece. <laughs> so go to the Hall of Magic and look at the ceiling. And there are things written. You just save the things because it turns out that there were two th- sayings on the ceiling of the Hall of Magic. The first one teleports you to ancient Greece. The second one teleports you home. And uh, the bird accidentally word for word said the first thing um, that it's a quote from Euclid, I suppose. And so they finally get there like, oh, finally, we're going to get home. They get there and they find out this is the only thing in all of ancient Greece written in actual Greek. (laughs) Chariot parking. (laughs) What are the odds? We get chariot parking in perfect Queens English, but this saying is written in Greek. Oh, but it turns out, hey, Diana, do you speak? Can you read ancient Greek? Librarian librarian. who knows all? And the answer is, yes, I can. Mm -hmm. Because I was here the first time. So she reads the thing, they translate it, they they get home, and we finish the mind and body conversation. Which one is more important after our adventure? Because this is the real money shot right here. Is it mind or is it body? And they come up to the conclusion, both are important. Fuck you. Whoa. And, and then, I learned a little something. <laughs> wow. And then the statue of Euclid in the present says, oh, that's, that's right. Greek to me. Oh, boy. And everybody freaks out and literally has a heart attack and dies on that spot. It was a wild way to end it. Yeah. Last last uh, episode of the series. It was was crazy. Couldn't get anybody (laughs) to replace the voices. Way to end it. Way to end a show. <laughs> I'll be honest, if I'm ever given control of a show and I know it's the last episode, final moments, everybody's having a heart attack and dying. <laughs> That's a choice no one's made outside of the Brady kids. Cartoon Monty Python. Oh, yeah. Monty Python would probably have done it, too. Mm. You know what? Mm. It's old enough. Same era. Same general era. <laughs> late 60s, early 70s. It's hack. It's hack. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wait, that was Life of Brian. That was early 80s. Still, it counts. It counts. Well, they got it from the Brady kids, so. It all comes you know back to the Brady kids. A lot of people think the Simpsons did things first. I mm-hmm. would argue the Brady kids did things mm-hmm. first. Monty Python, George Lucas, everybody goes back to the classics. Everybody starts at the Brady kids animated show from 1972. <laughs> Thus, we have learned something. You know, it's weird that G.I. Joe was actually created on the Brady kids. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it myself, but I will say if Sergeant Slaughter makes an appearance, then I'm I'm all in. I'm all back. That in was on the his show. his first appearance was first actually appearance. on the show. His first animated appearance. Oh, that's fair. True, true, true. Yeah. That's fair. And do you guys do you guys ever watch any of those animated WWE shows yet? The new are, ones? Are new ones. Or are you talking about rock and wrestling? That's the only well, one I, know. I the one that the, remember that camp WWE one. <sighs> I tried. Oh, no. I did try. It's weird. God bless it. Are we going to have to watch that for this? Put it on the list, Chan. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am not. What is Andrew? What's the story of Camp WWE? They're all like they're all like kind of kids at a camp. Shocking, okay. I know. 
Uh, and I think I think like Vince is in charge or something. I, I, to be honest, I haven't seen it in quite some time. Um, and I only kind of sampled it in a what is this sort of way. Uh, but there, there, the animation's a little better. And it's interesting in like the way they're stylized to be children. Cause like, you know, whenever they have like, you know, existing personalities uh, that they want to portray as kids that they kind of, you know, just make their heads on bodies that are smaller, which is yeah. always a good time. Okay. I've, I'm, I'm now going down a rabbit hole of learning about this show. <laughs> they say there were three seasons totaling a total of 10 episodes. <laughs> uh, and this is created by Seth green of robot chicken fame. So it's exactly a family guy. Everybody looks like they're from family guy. Let me just start there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they say three seasons, but they only list two episodes for two seasons. So maybe there's a third one coming or a third one planned that never happened. It Anytime, stars any Vince day McMahon, now. Sergeant Slaughter and Ric Flair. I'm in. I'm straight up in. That's all I needed to see. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. All these Lex. I thought Lex. This is from 2016. And Lex Luger's in it? Was he still alive in 2016? Or did he pre-record a bunch of animated lines in the hopes that what no, there's there was no actual voices. Were there? No. It's okay. Here's our voice cast, Chan. I'm gonna this is where we're going to finish this episode. Vince McMahon <laughs> is himself, the owner. Rick Flair is himself, the head of laundry and camp counselor. Sergeant Slaughter is himself, head of security. Lex Luger is himself a bus driver. Godfather himself, Jake the Snake Roberts as himself, a mountain man who lives in the wilderness near Camp WWE. And then you have actors playing the roles of John Cena, The Rock, Stone Cold, Brie Bella, Nikki Bella. Wait a minute. Allie Feinberg as Stone Cold Steve Austin and four female characters. This is a take on Steve Austin I now need to hear. Fair enough. Fair Another enough. actor is The Undertaker and Triple H. You have The Big Show, R-Truth, Mark Henry. Bray Wyatt and the Ultimate Warrior. And who is Brad Garrett playing? Uh, Brad Garrett <laughs> is all of those characters I just said. What? That would be oh, amazing. Man no Brad Garrett, which I, again, missed opportunity. That's mm-hmm. a, that's an oversight. He had to have at least guessed it on one of these episodes. You would have think so. I mean, you would hope so. I mean, let's put it out there. Um, but you know about that famed Brad Garrett, Seth Green feud. I mean, we don't want to get into it here, but oof. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Triple H provided the voice of his character's father, Quadruple H. Wow. Now that's it was, good shit. Oh, wow. 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 Okay. And the Undertaker's in here. And if, looking at the picture of the animated Undertaker, he's like a foot taller than everybody else and wearing the hat. And I'm like, I honestly, I'm, I'm un... I'm uh, I, I'm unabashedly interested in this show now. <laughs> Chan, put it on the list. No. <laughs> Put it on the uh, list. If the Patreon makes us do it, we'll we'll do it. Five episodes in 2016, five episodes in 2018, acclaimed season three, but I am not seeing evidence that it ever came out. <laughs> Unless they're working on it right now, for all I know. That is Dub Camp WWE. Look for it on a future episode of Noise Half the Podcast. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts on Brady Kids before we get out of here? It was I will. I will watch more episodes of this show, probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Daily motion, no. that shit. I mean, look, we live in the world where literally you can watch anything at any time. <laughs> it was real banana pants, but like, it, 
it makes sense in context. So it's I, I don't hate it as much as some things that we have seen. It's real weird. It's real, real weird. It's, I mean, again, I just believe that they, they got these marketed into a channel. What you said, six television, legit television stars, six of them. And they said, none of these kids are worth watching. Let's fill the screen with as much bullshit as we possibly can. That's the thing. I think almost that's, that's what saves it. Because like, if you just had one, like as much as we're like, there's too much stuff going on, which yeah, there is. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you had just one of these things as your through line with this level of animation and this level of like, I mean, and I'm not knocking their acting, but their voice acting in the context of this does not stand out. Um, You would be bored. But what kept me kept driving me through is uh, you'd have this moment. You'd be like, wait, what? Holy shit. Like, really? And then by the time you started to get bored with, like, again, the not great voice acting, the not great animation, then just making peace that nothing made sense you get another one of those moments mm-hmm. they pull yeah. you back in mm-hmm. they're like I'm worth it. you're paying attention and then all of a sudden like where did that fucking wooden panda come from and, and all in your back end trying to figure it out all over again yeah yeah into it look here's the deal uh, uh definitely a different show than i was expecting at the outset <laughs> <laughs> it started hitting me quick and it hit me a lot more afterwards and i am i am on board for all of the above um uh, andrea thank you so much for joining us on this episode it is time to get moving uh but tell the people at home where they can find you you can find me on the internet on twitter uh follow me at andrea underscore ml uh i posted a lot about wrestling stuff i post a lot about other stuff uh and uh hopefully soon i'll start posting about certain wwe 2k22 video game shit i assume this is a jrpg and it's gonna be like a extended uh uh, you need to grind 60 hours of matches (laughs) in order to (laughs) to gain one extra strength point i love jrpgs yeah i i i'm I will be excited for people to play it. Is Sounds like a lot of fun. What, like a lot of what fun. I so have Chan, to say about that. And Chan is a show called AE Double Back, and they talk about AEW wrestling. So you two don't fight. That's true. I do. I do do, and we don't. Ha- we're not in direct competition. Uh, but you could also check out the podcast I do. Get it again, which is a WCW Thunder podcast. Oh wait a minute! Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is my language you're speaking right so, now. So, <laughs> like I said, Thunder and AEW don't have to go head to head. But true, if man. you're into that sort of shit, also check out Get It Again. So wait a minute! So you're, uh, and you're then talking Chan about classic I- 1990s and early 2000s <laughs> WCW Thunder episodes. It's oh, on. There's- the Thursday the nights, guitar. baby. Oh my that's god, where, that sounds that's magical. where the big boys played. <laughs> it was one of my favorite shows of all time. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a huge Thunder fan. We've we're going through every single episode. We uh <sighs> we're about a year, a year in. Uh we've been doing the, the podcast for about a year and a half, but we had to take a short break in the middle when they transitioned to Peacock because they took all that off the, the network. Oh, shameful. Yeah. So Shameful. Uh, yeah, but but Chad and I will fight about something else uh, since we can't we can't go <laughs> head to head with WCW and AEW. But you can find get it again to fight on about. all all the podcast places. Well, listen to that. I'll be putting that in right now. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, you could uh, hit us at this show, facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast or patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at G.I. Joe podcast. But individually, you can hit me up at Almighty Ray at 999 RPMs. 
And that is it for this episode. Andrea, thanks again for being a part of it. Brady Kids is the show, and it delivered. I'm going to say right now, this delivered. Thank you for bringing this into my it life. It delivered, arguably. <laughs> It, 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 was, it was my pleasure to introduce you both to this. <laughs> Thank you for that. And we will see everybody later on. Have a beautiful evening. See our sisters. They're all quite pretty. First there's Marsha with her eyes are sparkling blue. Then there's Jen, the middle one, who's really groovy. And sister Cindy, too. Let's get set now for action and adventure. As we see things we never saw before We'll meet Bob Top and Ping and Pong the Pandas And Marlin who has voices by the score The Brady Kids, the Brady Kids Here's the world of your friends, the Brady Kids Hey, you. No, 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 no. Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score Score Bunny? So it's, it's a fire bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score, like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like goal. Like Score Bunny. <laughs> Rad. There's Score Bunny, who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think like donuts or something like that. How does he use it, soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is, though, Score Bunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. But oh my Ash god, is like, Ash is still the main character of the f- anime? Yes, where have you been? Yeah, so Ash is like, I'm getting on the train, I'm leaving, Score Bunny. And Score Bunny's like... Is he's 80 years old? That's why he sounds like that? <laughs> Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. (laughs) If you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast.